to continue on the ser- in the series on the heaven uh, on the kingdom of heaven, but today I want to talk about uh, the heavenly citizen, the heavenly citizen, <clears throat> and uh, Jesus tells us uh, in Luke chapter twelve, uh, verses thirty-five and thirty-six, he tells us to let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. And so what Jesus is telling us that those of us who are living in expectation of his return should show it by always being ready, living in a perpetual state of readiness. Now the question is, are we actually doing that that's not a religious exercise. It's not like, oh, I go to church as often as I can. It's not that. It is, the question is, are you comporting yourself, conducting your life in a way that pleases the Lord? And so that is the purpose, uh, um, a major purpose uh, of the Lord when he gives us these particular parables on the kingdom of heaven and when he talks about it so much. He is saying uh, I have given you instructions as, as to how you should live your life. And what he's saying to us is, and I'm serious. Amen. I mean, that's what he's saying to us by giving us these. Sometimes we think, oh, the Lord is merciful. He is kind. He is gracious. He is all these wonderful things. He is, but he's also serious. You know, right? He's also serious. You ever hear somebody, when you're talking to some of these guys, they say, this is a guy thing. They'll say something to you, and you'll look at them like, are you serious? And they'll go, I'm serious as a heart attack. You know, they'll do that, right? And so that's what this is, that kind of seriousness. It's actually more serious than a heart attack. And in Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 27, in Philippians 1, 27, um, uh, the scripture says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And so this is in accord with what we have shared. You let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And what this is saying is that the way you and I comport ourselves, the way we live our lives, it must be on the opposite side of the equal sign. Christ, the way I live. The way I live Christ. Are you with me? Uh, you, I, I, I hope you're with me. I saw a brother here standing just a minute ago, had on a, a t-shirt, uh, uh, three, I think, plus four plus six equals two. But that's not what we're talking about. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to Miss Elsa about that <laughs> to, to see how he got two from all of that. So you don't want to live your life in a way that is not pleasing to the Lord. So one, one, one primary goal, I would say the primary goal that you should have in life is whether or not you are pleasing to the Lord because you are a heavenly citizen in this earth, therefore you must have heavenly conduct in the earth. Now, now, now don't, don't tell me that's, that's impossible. It's not impossible. It can be hard. You know, I remember when uh, Brother Kenneth came up to preach one time, he said, he stood up at the, plat- at the podium here and he looked at everybody, he said, life is hard. You know, and everybody, we laughed, you know, because we understood that, uh, what he meant. And so it, it is hard, and it's, but it's doable. It is doable. That means that we have things in ourselves. 
that are not right because of our natural birth. But then we have been born again, and so the born again takes precedence over the first birth. It does, and so you have to learn how to walk that out. And you can walk it out. The reason you can walk it out is because you are filled with the Spirit of God. So you can walk it out. The, the question is, are you willing? All right? Are you willing? Are you willing to live a life pleasing to God? Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now, it's, it's in the same context as Jesus when he says, let your light shine. Right? So he's not saying you have to make your light shine. You have to get out of the way and let it shine. All right? So you have to get out of the, the way and let this conduct be equal to the gospel of Christ or worthy of it. In Philippians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4, Philippians 2, 1 through 4, let's go there and then we'll go to Philippians 3.20. He says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So this is what he's telling us, and I think it is more, this scripture is more, as it were, telling than what you may have thought in the past. As we see the evil day not only approaching, but having come. And when we see how terrible things are, and you have to be, you know, totally blind, self, in a self-willed way. You have to be intentionally blind. You have to be intentionally deaf to not know that we are in that particular day. You, you, so you have to do something. So because we know that, Paul says to us, uh, if there's any encouragement in Christ, it's what he is saying, comfort of love, fellowship of the Spirit, affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, Paul says. So, and as a pastor, I want to say, you, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. This is what I'm saying. I love this fellowship. I love what God has done here in that he has brought us from so many uh, places, various places, and brought us all together as one. The United Nations has not been able to achieve this. Uh, it, it, they put a lot of effort, but have not been able to achieve this. And there are some churches that, that appear to look like us, but they are really not. They are more like various beans in a salad bowl. They're, they're not really together. And now, this is what Paul is saying. He is not talking about a, necessarily a, a, hetero, a, a homogenous group. He's not talking about a group that everybody's the same. He's talking about uh, all of us being like-minded, coming from various perspectives, various environments, various cultures, and then we come together and we're like-minded. That has to be an act of God. So the kingdom of heaven is about these things. It's not just about religious exercise, and then now I'm going to get to heaven because I perform some religious exercise. That's not what the kingdom of heaven is about. The kingdom of heaven is a warning, 
And I've said some of these things. I'm going to say them again because any uh, scribe who's well-trained, he brings out of his treasure those things, uh, both old and new. He brings them out, out. So I want to bring some old things to you. So uh, as, as, as we have said, so often believers have the attitude, they have the attitude that when you come to a place like this, a church this, like this, that everybody in it is, is just totally right. And, 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 and uh, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I do want to tell you the truth. Everybody here today isn't totally right. Uh, now, that can be hurt, hurtful to some of us, but, but the kingdom of heaven is like that. It's like God's bringing everybody. There's some people who are just attracted to, to things. I remember when I was a boy, there were bad men who came to church looking for good women. That's true. So everybody here is not here because they love Jesus. They're, they're stalking. Are you with me? Y'all be with me? I'm just, I'm just going to preach it a little while. And so, and so the kingdom of heaven is like that. So don't, don't you show us, say, who you are. On, especially with social media, we're finding out a lot of things. We find out now who you are. Because when you come in, you bash the church of Jesus. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I, I presume that some, some people are doing that on social media. And so you're bashing the church on social media, then you're, you told us you're part of that problem we've got. That's exactly what happens. Because in the kingdom of heaven, all this comes together. So, so there, are the vi there is the visible church, and there is the church, right? There is the church, those who were born again ones. But remember in the, in the book of Acts, it talks about that, that when Ananias, I think, I think it was when Ananias and Sapphira died for lying to God, that, that everybody said, nobody joined the church then. <laughs> nobody dared become a, they had to be born again to be a part you know, they were just, uh, this is attractive. Let me get over here. But nobody, <laughs> whoa. Well, so, so I'm just sharing. I know it may seem a little heavy, but don't, don't, don't despair. Don't despair. So what Paul is saying, I want, you to, I want you to fulfill my joy by being like-minded. I want all of you to have the same mind. That is, I want you to have and display the mind of Christ. Now, now listen to what he says. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Some people just want, uh, uh, you know, to get with a, a, a group of people who are doing well so they can do well also. Um, they, have, they have selfish ambition. Or oh, I'm going to church because I would like to be in front of people talking and preaching. Or I'm going to church because uh, there's a good place to get a hookup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he says, don't be conceited. I trust everybody's listening because I see people who are conceited. And, and not here. I mean, I'm not talking here. In, in the church, I see conceited people. And sometimes conceited people will find them, themselves, they know how to act, you know, around the right people, but they are conceited. They have their own agenda. So all these things are in the kingdom of heaven. I don't want you to despair when you see them. Oh, I might as well go out to some other place. No, you're in the right place, but, God, but there is coming a day when God's going to deal with all of that. All right? There's a coming today. All right? But the heavenly citizen 
must comport himself or herself in lowliness of mind, being humble, being filled with humility and meekness and gentleness, esteeming others better than himself. Now, don't, don't say anything. How many of you do that? Don't say anything. Don't look. Do you esteem others better than yourself? Do you look out not only for your own interest, but the interest of others? That's what the kingdom citizen does. The kingdom citizen looks out for others. Not like, I got mine, you get yours. Are you with me? That was a concept in the, in the 70s and maybe 80s. Uh, that I heard it was it was a, a pervading concept. I used to hear preachers saying when they were talking about teaching on faith, they would say things like, uh, if, "If I've got Rolls Royce faith, don't come up here and envy me because you just have Volkswagen faith." That, that's some con that's conceited. That's somebody who's saying I've got somehow commandeered faith. And I'm able now to, to do with my faith and get things for me and, and, uh, and, and just for me. And now I see you driving that little car and I've got my big one. Man, you've got to be like me. No, we don't want to be like you, buddy. Because that's not heavenly conduct. I must also look out for your interests. I've never wanted to be a rich man and, and preaching to a bunch of perpetually poor people. I wouldn't mind being rich now. I, I want you all to mess up that. But if, if I'm rich, you will see a lot of people being enriched. I'm talking about financially. We are already enriching you by the word of God. Is that okay? Already enriching you by the word of God. Because those of us who are here are Richer than Jeff Bezos. I used to say Bill Gates. I could say it a lot easier. Bill is now a has-been. <laughs> I don't know. He only has, what, $100 billion, whatever that is. And let's look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Philippians 3, 20. Uh, let's, look at, let's start at 17. If you don't mind, put it on 17. That will give us a fuller context. Philippians 3, 17. Brethren, join in following my example. And I, loaded, I love that. So all of our leaders, heavenly citizens, should also look for leaders who can be followed. That is, they are example leaders. And he said, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. You have us for a pattern. So the way we walk, if we're walking selfishly, that's what you're going to walk. But if we are walking selflessly, you ought to walk selflessly too. Yeah. All right? Because that is a pattern of kingdom conduct. It is a pattern of, the he of heaven. It is a pattern of heaven. So Jesus' goal is to have a people group in the earth who will pattern heaven. We are to pattern heaven. What Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, that we are teaching angelic hosts. We are teaching principalities and powers. Do you take that seriously? What kind of teacher are you? I'm just asking a question. Uh, I, I, maybe I had a little bit too much spunk on that. I, I didn't mean to. But what kind of teacher are you? That's better. What kind of teacher are you? I was saying to someone 
my, my wife was a, a master teacher. And that means not only that she has a master's degree, but that she was a master teacher. And so I remember in the days she got extra money for being a master teacher. And, and so they have teachers like that. Uh, I know uh, Elsa uh, is uh, Sister Elsa here in math is a master teacher. You know, and, and she can, if you say, oh, no, she can't teach me, you can, she can teach you. You're the very one. If you say, well, I never could learn that math. She can't teach me. I'm now 50. She can do it. She taught me. And I was the best student in the class. I was the only student in the class. Some of these old smart streety believers here, they came off the streets. They knew, they knew I, I must have been the only one. <laughs> All right, let's go back to verse 18. Paul says, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping. I'm crying that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Were, these were people in their company. He said, I'm crying, man. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. Now listen, whose end is what does that say? Destruction. Whose God is there? Belly. You know, you know, my mom didn't like for us to say belly. We were kids. You know, belly. It's all about what I can put there. You know, so God is their belly, always doing special things for, for their belly stomach. And whose glory is their shame. Listen to what Paul says. Who set their mind on earthly things. This is verse 19 who set their mind on earthly things. These are the kind of people, they're always looking at things on the earth. And what I'm, the objective of this message is to take you out of earthly thinking and worldly thinking and just add going to church to that. I know I, I teach on this a lot. You know why I know? Because I listen to my tapes sometimes, CDs. See, the people of Philippi were living like, like colonists. You know, while, while their citizenship was in Rome, see, they were people in Philippi, but they, they, their citizenship was Roman. So, so they were now in Philippi, but they were, they were Roman citizens. So, and so this is what he's saying. They were Roman citizens that are living there. I remember we lived in the Middle East. When I lived in the Middle East, I was an American citizen, but I was living in Egypt. Yeah? Are you getting it? And so... Christians, while we live on the earth, we're citizens of heaven. When I, was in, when I was in the Middle East, my family and I, I was strong. Because in those days, if you're an American citizen, you were somebody. And, and you knew that we believed in the rights of the individual. I'm not too sure about today, frankly. Uh, and, but we believed in it. I, you know what I had the audacity to think? I had the audacity to think if anybody came to get me from over in that place, they, they captured me, my country would send the Air Force, Navy, Marine, Army, everybody after me. No, I'm serious. I'm straight up. Those of you who are my age, you knew that would happen. It, you, know, you know, it's kind of like uh, our, our government learned that this from God, let my people go. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe you don't know that. Maybe you don't know that. But that's how we live. That's how I live. It happened. There were a lot of times American citizens would get caught somewhere, and our government said, you need to let them go. 
why, why would they let them, why would but, but, uh, the nation say, okay, let's find out who's got these people and let's, get, let's let them go? Why? Do you know why? Thank you, brother. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to preach to you all over here. I mean, I mean, I came all the way over here to preach to y'all. Okay. Okay, I will come back, I promise you. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to come back. Because they're citizens. Because we were citizens. And, and likewise, God does that because we're citizens. We're citizens of heaven. That's why when I pray, God says, okay, tell them to do this and that. Hey, make sure the devil gets out of the way. Whatever God does, however he does that. But a lot of times we don't, we don't act like citizens. We don't act like we have rights and privileges as citizens. We are heavenly citizens. Yeah. yeah we, we've got a birth certificate in heaven. Okay. So, so we must understand. But, but these, he says, he says, we don't want to be like people who set their minds on earthly things. So in, in verse 20, Paul is using the Roman citizens, uh, perhaps, who are in Philippi, he is saying they are citizens of Rome. They, they've got their minds on earthly things. They're exclusively on earthly things. Now, this is what he says in verse 20 for us. For our citizenship, our citizenship is in heaven. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Lord, the Savior, for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, so this, there's a contrast here. Their citizenship, uh, their minds were on earthly things, but our minds are and should be on heavenly things. On heavenly things. Are you with me? On heavenly things. On heavenly things. Our minds should be on heavenly things. Amen. Heavenly things. Remember, uh, we, you know, there are a lot of things that are said. They are said because they sound good. And they're also said, I think, because we all want to be a blessing. and We want to say things that are memorable. We, we do. Well, I, I, I've been thinking about that. Boy, I need to say more things that are memorable. You know? You know, I mean, I say a lot of things and... And then, uh, you know, my wife comes up for three minutes, and everybody goes, did you hear what Sister Marvin said? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It could make you jealous if you were jealous. Okay? So, so look, so we need to set our minds on heavenly things. You say, I know that, but do you do that? See, the purpose of preaching is not so much that we always give you new things, but it is to continue to inculcate the truth of God until now the truth of God is in you and is seen in your actions, your daily actions. And so the believer must look with, with keen anticipation of his Savior's return from heaven. Now, now listen to what he says. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And so this word eagerly uh, uh, translates to a, to a Greek word that, that suggests that we are on tippy toes. We, are, we have tiptoe anticipation and longing. You remember seeing a kid? I, I see, I see uh, Pastor Tim's little boys, and, and when they see that, they start to stand on, on their tiptoes. Have you noticed that? They attend, they see Daddy coming, oh. Have you noticed that? He says, you and I should live on tiptoes, waiting on Jesus. That's what the heavenly citizen does. So are you tippy-toe? Or are you just, well, well, when he comes, I'm going to be ready. No! I mean, I'm tiptoe. 
I can remember as a kid, man, I heard that car come up in the, in, in the yard. It wasn't driveway in those days, you know, country living. Oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. No, some of you are too old, too grown or what? Yeah, but I remember. So he says, we should eagerly wait. We should be on tiptoes. Jesus, come. Well, no, I've got too much money in the bank. Well, spend it, give it away. If it's keeping you from being on tiptoes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Ephesians 2.19. We're going to be done shortly. Ephesians 2.19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. But, talking to Gentiles, us, you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So I want to re, uh, reiterate that. I want to say that again and again. But, well, now let's go to Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 22 23 and also 25. Let's look at some things here. You ready? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also, and I say the creation is laboring with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we groan within ourselves. He's saying, the creation wants to be delivered, but he says inside every heavenly citizen, there is a desire to be delivered from what binds us. We have that desire. Now, now what we're doing here is trying to give a clear picture. If these things don't represent you, you're in trouble. We're going to give you a way out of it. All right? We're going to give you a way out of it. Don't just walk out and say, well, that's just not me. I'm not built that way. We guys do that, don't we? I'm not built that way. Listen, I'm built, I was built firstly when I came into the world all wrong. I still have a, too much fire in my belly. I have too much fire in my belly. I don't like it. I pray against it all the time. Too much fire in my belly. And I rebuke it in Jesus' name. You know, you know what that means by too much fire in the belly? Some said they didn't know what that means. Let me tell you what that means. That means when things go down wrong and, and somebody doesn't want to get them right, I want to get them right one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got the picture? Some of you guys look at me like, you, like you, you're hearing this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And so I have to pray against that thing. And so they say, well, and I've heard people say, well, Pastor, you're so humble. Well, there's nothing he, he, he's done. He's got fire in that belly. But God has tempered that thing. And I have to keep taking it to him. I keep taking it to him. So God, 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 make me all right. I want to be what you want me to be, Jesus. Why? I'm a citizen of heaven. I want to walk like a citizen of heaven. I want to li live like a citizen of heaven. I, my conduct must be heavenly, not earthly. Are you with me? Y'all get it? Okay. So he says, so we, I've, we groan within ourselves. Now listen to the groaning. Listen to what the groaning is. It's being tippy-toed, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. We're eagerly awaiting. Oh, God. 
I want the adoption to take full effect. I'm already a son of God. You're a son of God. We are adult sons. We can conduct a family business. But there's one more part of it. Is a resurrected body. A body just like Jesus' body. And I'm just waiting for that. That's the heavenly citizen. That's the heavenly citizen. You go, well, you know, that'd be cool, I think. You ain't there yet. <laughs> are you still with me? Soon and very soon. Listen to verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So we wait for it with patience, with perseverance. Are you with me? That is heavenly comportment. I want Jesus to come. I want Jesus to come. Let's look at 1 Corinthians as the praise team comes back. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Are you there? Even as the testimony of, okay, the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, he says, so that you come short in no gift. So the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So you want that testimony of Christ to be confirmed in you. Why? He's talking to the Corinthians, but I'm, I'm uh, translating that into you. He's eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are eagerly what? We are on tiptoes waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, not the Lord, our Lord, who will also confirm you to the end. The testimony of Christ was confirmed, and he says it's going to be confirmed to the end. It's going to reach the end result. It's going to reach the, in the intention of God for you, that you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Hebrews 9.28 is my last verse for this session. Christ, Hebrews 9.28, Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him. To those who wait for him. To those who eagerly wait. For those who are on tiptoe anticipating his return, he will appear a second time apart from sin, for salvation. What does it say? What the scripture is saying is that Jesus is not, he's coming back. We know that. But he's coming back for a group of people, not just who go to church, not who do some religious things, but he's coming back for a group who are or who is anticipating his return with great eagerness. That, that's who he's coming back for. So when, when Jesus comes, may he find me on tiptoes. May he find you on tiptoes. Amen? Amen. We're going to worship, and I want you to worship with us, and we're going to come right back. Till I lay my head, oh, I will. 
I wanted us to go out of here today with this, with this message and this song in mind. I want you to go out knowing that all of your life, God has been faithful to you. There's no reason now to act like he hasn't been. And just because something is not going right in your life doesn't mean God's failed you. Go out of here today and comport yourself like a citizen of heaven. Go out of here today knowing that Jesus loves you and he has given his life for you. Go out of here not living for yourself, but for others. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Let us lift our hands to the Lord.